Hey everyone, I am the Chosen One Legend here, as always joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Kai, also known as Faskarain. Welcome back to our podcast, Bunch of Jokers, where we talk all Nintendo news from the past month. But we're not alone today, because we are once again joined by a special guest and a good friend of ours. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? Hi, I'm Carl, also known as Vox Miles. Oh yes. It's been a long time coming. Mr. KJ himself is here. <laughs> How are you doing, Carl? I'm I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, pretty nice. You, Kai? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Looking forward to the news we got this month because we got quite a bit, didn't we? We did actually. Yeah, there's been a few things happening from uh, Nindy Worlds to Pokemon to Gamescom, which, uh, well, that was something. We'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's, there's been some interesting stories for sure, on top of all the games that we've been playing, so we should have a good show ahead of us if you guys are ready to get started. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's we, uh, go. We essentially, we essentially, this month, got every form of Nintendo Direct that isn't exactly a Nintendo Direct, if you think about it. Like, we got a Nindies and a Pokemon <laughs> Direct and a rip-off Gamescon, uh, you know, fire. <laughs> We're just uh, missing yeah. the um, the partner presents from last year. Never forget them. Yeah, that's all we needed missed. to finish it all off. Just needed more uh, John Cena games. That's all we wanted, but could gone. But besides that, let's get back to the news and start things off with our first segment of the podcast. Out news, baby. Where it's self-explanatory. We talk the news, and although a little different for our first story because we don't usually cover rumors here. We sort of just tend to think, stick with things that are announced, but given that we are well known for being a Xenoblade-focused channel, we do have to mention that there have been some Xenoblade 3 rumours surfacing about. and There were some rumours about story specifics, we're not going to go into any of that here. We're just going to talk the general idea that people think that Xenoblade 3 might be coming next year. In fact, just, just the last few days it sort of popped up people saying that it could be announced in a direct within the next week or so. I think we're all a bit sceptical, but guys, what, what do you think? Well, um, even if you take away the prospect of leaks, like just thinking about it logically, it would make sense if they were to announce Xenoblade sometime like this year or next year. You know, it's a, it's a fairly big series now, so it makes sense if they do that. So the leak is saying like, yeah, the the leak saying like, oh, that's gonna happen. This leak shows that it's gonna happen. Uh, it's like I don't know. I don't feel like that's too reliable. Um, as for like the actual leaks themselves, they I I'm, I was very like against them at first. I was like, they're just taking interviews and random articles out of context, and people are overcomplicating them to make it seem like there's something there. Now we have a little more evidence, so I'm now thinking unrelated, but I think this could actually be a thing now, but I'm, I'm still not entirely sure. What are your thoughts, Carl? Yeah, I, I, do, I, do, I do think it's interesting how, how we have we have the composer for Xenoblade working with with an, with an anime like he did for Xenoblade 2, and, we, mm -hmm. and well, we've had all the Jenna Coleman rumours from that, which I'm not going to take mm -hmm. too seriously because... It, she she hasn't. I don't think she's played Xenoblade One. I'm yep. pretty sure she hasn't. She seems so. quite confused. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see, she she seems very confused and not. Uh, I wouldn't rely on that too much. It just doesn't right. feel like good evidence. 
Yeah, Phoenix Wright would throw that right out. <laughs> <laughs> I think people seem to forget that a lot of voice actors aren't necessarily fans of their series. You know, sometimes they are. Like we um, we interviewed, of course, Sean Chiplock, who loved the Zelda series, but a lot of them aren't familiar with the intricacies. So if you ask them questions about the rest of the series and the future of the series, things get mixed up. So I, I don't put much stock in the Jenna Coleman interview thing. I agree. Yeah. But um, like but like I said, it's been five years. There's some, and like you said, Carl, the the um, choir group who did work on Xenoblade 2 working with Mitsuda again, there's some signs that it very much could be next year, whether it's related to the uh, rumours or not. But um, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see, I guess. I almost wondered if, because I sort of expected that Monolith Soft's uh, other project they've been working on would come out first. Yeah. Which we saw a concept out for ages ago, but who knows? It, it could be Xenoblade time. It's more successful than ever. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense for them to carry it on. Uh, and yeah, I, I think the Jenna Coleman rumors are just their their cap. That's I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. And then all the articles that came from that, where it's like. Yeah, this is happening. My source is just trust me, bro. Like, that's not. Uh, yeah, I'm not with that. But in terms of like the Anuna stuff, and also the, the there was something to do with like the um, Monolith Soft website uh, going down the other day. Sweet, like, yeah. Mentioning, yeah, it's scheduled. So there, uh, there could be something there. I wouldn't say for sure, but because because it, it could just be like more promotional stuff that they just like to do, like the artwork we got the other day, for example. Um, I, I think we'll definitely see Xenoblade 3 or X2 or something like that soon, but yeah, as you say, regardless of whether it's going to be related to the leaks or not, we're not sure. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. And of course, if there is a direct in the next week or so, Kai and I, of course, will be reacting to it and uh, squealing intensely if Xenoblade 3 is announced, I'm sure, yeah. because <laughs> we wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. have to wait and see for that. Oh, oh, sorry, what was that, Carl? I, I got sh I got shivers down my spine when when Xenoblade DE got announced. <laughs> you yeah. you had just heard the first two notes and it was just like, ugh. <laughs> feel, oh, free God, to, feel free to edit that noise out, Matt. <laughs> I was like, that's my kind of fools. That's my kind of fools. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly it. Oh God, it, it was uh, it was something special. So uh, yeah. any any Xenoblade news of any sort would be high. Uh, but. Uh, off, off of rumours now, and we're going off to some confirmed news. And uh, for our next piece here, we uh, found out through Twitter, because apparently places, people like announcing things on Twitter nowadays, that uh, Idris Elba is playing Knuckles in Sonic 2, uh, the next Sonic movie coming out next year, I believe. And you may recognise Idris Elba, he's of course a very famous actor, he was in the four movies as Heimdall, he's been in The Office, he's been in loads, so... Uh, are you guys familiar with him, and what do you think of this casting? Uh, yeah, I think he's a pretty cool guy. I'm aware of a lot of the stuff he's done in the past. And, uh, yeah, we I think we're already all looking forward to the, the second Sonic movie, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think he's going to do a good job, to be honest. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Knuckles works as a character in that movie, and I think Idris Elba, he, he'll probably do a good job. I'm... I'm not uh, not too worried about that one. You thinking there, Carl? I know you're a huge Sonic fan, obviously. You're well yeah. aware of that. I, 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 I liked him when he was in 
in four, he did a really good job. I, I'm, I'm just not too familiar with the character of Knuckles because I, I tend to avoid Sonic games. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play, and that that is one thing that is interesting about it. I thought was Idris Elba. He's known for playing playing these sort of more, I guess, sophisticated roles or characters of some sort of royalty or upper upper class or whatever. And Knuckles, he's just a massive meathead, really. You know, yeah. he's yeah, yes. The, there are early rumours of like Jason Momoa playing Knuckles and Jason Momoa of course played Aquaman so that that would fit perfectly and so this is a really interesting casting at least but he's he's a good actor so yeah. don't doubt he can pull it yeah. off no, 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 no. I'm just fascinated I'm just fascinated to see the movie but uh, Kai I'm mean, sorry Carl even did you see the first movie out of curiosity? I haven't no the, 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 I think the last video game film I saw was actually Professor Waiton, Professor Waiton and the Eternal Diva, but the last one in cinemas was was to take the Pikachu. <laughs> right, yeah. That was a good film, so... <laughs> so we'll have, to, we'll have to see how the Sonic Movie 2 turns out, but you know, if, if you ever get a chance, Carl, uh, the first one's quite fun. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, um, shall, I shall have to watch it at some point. Add it to the list. Yeah. There's always a long list. <laughs> yes, after I get my game in backlog. <laughs> well, don't even get me started. <laughs> too much. <laughs> um, speaking of gaming backlogs, there's always new games being announced, and part of that, we had a Nintendo Indie World presentation announcing a slew of different indie games. And I'm guessing both of you guys watched this. What what did you think of the uh, indie presentation? Uh, Carl, do you want to go first? I, I can't actually remember many of the games that were announced in the indie presentation. <laughs> That's fair, <laughs> honestly. I'm not going to lie, I'm the same. I'm hoping you remember something, Kai. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, yes. I, overall, I think, yeah, there was nothing there, based on the fact that we don't remember much, is that there was nothing that was like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever, or whatever, but it's an indie direct, I don't know what you expect. Um... However, yeah, there were a couple of good things. Um, there was a new Shovel Knight thing, like Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Uh, I'm not yes. the most informed on Shovel Knight, but it, it was like a Tetris sort of puzzle type looking thing. Um, that, that seemed kind of interesting, you know, I feel like uh, fans of the Shovel Knight series will be enjoying that one, especially since, to my memory, they mentioned having Amiibo compatibility as well, so... Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah I I do have the Shovel Knight amiibo sitting in front of me. So <laughs> there you go. So uh, you know that might be good. Um, outside of that, there was a couple of other games that were interesting. One one personally that I liked the look of most was uh, Islanders, which was sort of a chill uh, game where you you build like you make buildings on an island and you get points if you put the right buildings together. That sort of thing, just like a really relaxing game. You had. Uh, Game Beasts near the end, which you know is oh, yeah. famed for being a lot of fun. Who knows? I'll have to, I'll have to look into that one because that that does seem like genuinely quite a laugh. It was one of those um, indie directs where I enjoyed it the whole way through. There was like there was no lulls. It didn't they didn't take too long on any game. You know, it wasn't like a Gamescom. So they they, <laughs> yeah. they had a good pace to all of it, and um, mm. there was nothing huge like you know Cadence of Hyrule or. Cuphead levels. Everything yeah. looked good, and it, it's one of those things where, I mean, a short hike was in one of these indie sort of showcases. I I didn't think much of it at the time. I just thought that looks cool. It wasn't until like afterwards when the reviews started coming out that I really wanted to like go and try it, and I ended up loving it. 
So I think yeah. really it's just going to be a wait and see to a lot of these games come out and see what the reactions are like from fans, and I might find myself getting stuck into them. But everything looked really consistently enjoyable. I think the one game there that definitely drew the most attention was uh, Tetris Effect Connected. I right, noticed that that's yeah. a very... It, it's one that I don't really know anything about, but from what I've seen, uh, apparently it's like a really popular game, it's really highly rated, all of that sort of thing. It's odd considering you've already got Tetris 99 for free on there, so I'm interested to see, like, you know, what about Tetris Effects Connected uh, outside of its the whole, aesthetic is worth it. <laughs> I believe the whole thing is how it's sort of tied to the music, and it's apparently quite an immersive experience playing right. it as you connect things and the music progresses. So um, I think even yeah. you can, not on the Switch, um, unless they bring in Labo, but you can play it in the VR and other places, and apparently that's really. Right, that's cool. So, um, yeah, I've seen that was like the big, the big thing people were talking about uh, overall. Yeah, out of curiosity, Carl, are there any particular indie games that you'd like to see come to the Switch, or you'd like to see in a presentation? Um, honestly, I didn't play many. Well, speaking speaking of indie games that have been announced to Switch, Dark Deity. Dark, so, yeah. Oh, of course. Dark, yes. De Dark Deity's been announced to Switch recently. So, uh, it's a good. I forgot about that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'd I'd forgotten about it until you just mentioned it. <laughs> Not Fire Emblem. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I enjoyed watching your streams of it when you did it. Yeah. So, uh, keep an eye on. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll have to restart. I have to restart the streams when it comes out on Twitch just to get into popularity <laughs> and get back into the surge of popularity. Fair enough. I've got the. Got to ride the hype while it's there. You know how it goes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think that was basically everything from the uh, from the Nindies direct. So the only other thing to note is that the the music is always so consistently good in the Nindies now. Um, you know, like Metal Slug Tactics and Eastwood were uh, two of the big ones for me. There, just like the music was. Oh God, it was so good. <laughs> for sure. For Osho. <laughs> Which one I think uh, Carl in particular will have a lot more to say on because we got another direct or another another um, presentation. This time a Pokemon presents where they showed us more on Brilliant Diamonds and Shining Pearl, which is coming out November very soon, and Legends Arceus. Is it Arceus or Arceus? Uh, don't ask that question. <laughs> You're going to 50-50 answer split. Yeah, it's I. It, I think it, I think they pronounced it Arceus in one of the UK films, but it was changed. But then they stopped. It was pronounced Arceus in one form, but then they were like, "Oh, it sounds like arse. So they. I think we just <laughs> we annoy like ninety eight percent of fans and just call him like Arceus instead, Arceus, something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're calling you now Vascurian or something, aren't we now? Curious, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> but yes, uh, Legends Arceus. I'm, that really sounds better to me. Is coming out in January, so also not too long after. Wait, what's it February? Uh, oh, I want to January, say February. I, I want, I want, to, wanted to say February. <laughs> Should have wrote this down. It's early next I'll year. We have a release date. But yeah, um, that's two big things. And let's let's break it down. So we're going to start things off with it's brilliant January. diamonds. There we go. Thanks, Kai. But <laughs> <laughs> what, what, Carl? What do you think of what they showed? Brilliant diamonds and shining pearl. When when they first released the trailers, I was a bit apprehensive because of how similar it worked. But this recent trailer, I it they've 
kept basically everything from the original, from what, what we've seen. There was a couple of things they obviously won't be able to put in, like the game corner, because that because gambling is 18 plus in games now, and they wouldn't want yeah. to go for that rating. <laughs> but actually, I don't, don't know if it is 18 plus, but it's it's definitely I'm above the rating. <laughs> it's definitely above the rating that they 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 want to get, and yeah. and and they they will have to remove the cheater chatter feature but that's been removed since generate that's been removed since 2012 anyway so <laughs> right but if you don't know Matt the the chatter thing is 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 that the um what wait which one are you referring to Carl I just want to make sure we're it, on the same track in, 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 the, the Pokemon Chatot had a had a move right, called yeah. chatter if on just the, the, sure we're on the same yeah page. in the original Pokemon Diamond um, Diamond Pearl and Platinum and I think Black and White had it as well you could you could use the DS microphone to say a phrase into it, and it would do depending on how wild or wild it was. It would have an additional chance of confusing, and it would use oh. that. It would use that move. It would use your recording as the move, moves noise <laughs> when it attacked. So yeah, you, so you, idea, yeah. yeah. So 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 <laughs> you could put a swear word in and just ha- just have your Pokemon swearing at the enemy. Yeah. You could also have your Pokemon playing. KJ gaming, so yes. you know, win-win scenario. I think. Ultimately. Yeah, it, I can see why that's removed. Yeah, yeah I think it, it was too I think broken because then KJ gaming would just be hundred percent confusion. Yeah, <laughs> it, I think it was. I think it was removed in Gen Six, was it? X and Y. Uh, I believe that was either. The, yeah, it was, it was around Gen Six. Yeah. I, I actually did play Diamond and Pearl. They were my first Pokemon. Well, I, specifically, I played Diamonds. That was my first Pokemon game be it a few years after it released, I borrowed it from a friend. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it, I had a good time. So these remakes, from what they showed, it definitely looks like a, an improvement, like you said, from the early trailer. They, they kept the pace, the things like the fashion show or whatever it was that was happening, the underground yeah. looks way more complex and interesting. They really made it look like, you know, that it may not be the way some people wanted it to uh, look more like the modern Pokemon games, where they're definitely keeping it more traditional with the sort of chibi art style in the overworld but you've got things like Pokemon following you and these cool additions it's clear that you know love has been put into this game and it looks quite quite a bit of fun yeah yeah I know people people at first are a bit concerned like oh they're going to get rid of all the features and it's just going to be like the exact same thing but with the new art style that some people don't even like but yeah, it seems like they've, especially in battles, they've changed the uh, art style a little bit. Like they've seemed to have updated it. Um, yeah, sure. yeah, they, they've polished it uh, to an extent, so that's quite good. Um, I think people were reassured to see a lot of the old features come back, like you say, like the contests, the Grand Underground, which I know a lot of people like. Uh, the Union Rooms, even um, where that's where you can play like multiplayer and stuff, I believe. Um, and then yeah, the improvements on top of that, like like the Pokemon following you, like you say, and even the uh, remix soundtrack, like we got to see a bit of the Galactic Themes uh, remix soundtrack in the. Oh, that sounded great! Yeah. Um, yeah, I think overall, like people uh, were a bit sh- unsure because they were like, "Well, it's a Pokemon remake. It's probably going to be very low effort with everything missing." But no, they seem to actually have uh, quite a lot of it there, which is good to see. Um, I do have one one gripe with the trailer though. I've got to say, <laughs> why? I don't I don't know who made the trailer itself, but for like half of it, they just have these suspense suspenseful zoom ins 
on the text boxes, and I don't get it. Like, it's not suspenseful. <laughs> Why are you zooming in on text boxes in, like, these different angles the whole time? I don't get it. Enhancing <laughs> zoom. I was losing my mind. Zoom. I was like, why are you showing off the text boxes so much? <laughs> After those, like, Final Fantasy uh, remasters on Switch, like, ruined the font, they're just like, look, we can get font correctly, it's fine. They just wanted to <laughs> emphasize that. The font's okay. It was just so in insane, like, why they were showing off text boxes so much. <laughs> I, do have to, I do have to ask, though, the, of course, important question. Diamond or pearl? Oh, if I were to choose one, I'd say diamond. I'm still 50-50 on actually yeah. picking it up, so... All, all, all my friends who have picked it up said diamond, and I had diamond last time, so I'm probably going to go pearl this time. Fair point. Got to balance out. I, I'm also, I would stick with diamond, as is what I knew, but... Um, and whether or not I'll get it, it will depend on... Oh god, there's so many games coming out, but... <laughs> yeah, well, it's got a dragon steel type as the legendary that isn't just like a, a cheese grater. <laughs> a cigarette whiter. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, 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 3D, uh, also 3D Palkia works so much better than the back sprite for Pokemon Diamond. In Diamond, yeah. it doesn't work appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. I, I do know that story. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, of course, that was not the only Pokemon game they showed off. They showed off Pokemon Unite. Now we're not talking about that. They, uh... <laughs> They showed off Pokemon Legends Arceus and gave us a much better look at it. And, you know, it is a seemingly open world Pokemon game where you go out and explore and just catch as many as you can in a more ancient setting. What, Carl, what did you think of how much was changed from the first time you saw it? it I, I, really, I really like how open it feels and works. And yeah. it just seems a lot more polished than it did to start with. We didn't have any one, one FPS. Was it a chi Chingling? Uh, either a Chingling yeah. or Chimeco, yeah. I can't remember which one. I think it was Chimeco, now I'll think of it. <laughs> I, I'm not one to, you know, back when people were complaining about the trees in Sword and Shield, I, that didn't really bother me, but that one frame per second movement, I was like, even me, I was like, <laughs> that's got to be fixed, right? And sure enough, it definitely has been. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, overall, the, uh, the trailer looks pretty good, though. Um... I think, uh, yeah, as Cole says, everything does look quite nice in how open it is. Something to me, I don't know why, but something about all the landscapes feels slightly off to me still. But I don't know exactly what it is that feels off, so I'm not really going to, like, complain about it much. But I don't know, something feels off, but I can't tell what it is. Maybe it's just because it's weird to see Pokemon like that. What? Yeah, I think it's especially, you know, it, even though they've improved the frame rate, significantly it seems and stuff like that it's still no complete visual showcase it's not going to compete with breath of the wild or xenoblade in regards to open spaces and the environments it creates on any scheme it, it looks at least decent enough to be fun and interesting for pokemon for the first time and i think what the thing that sold me most on it from the trailer the thing from the trailer that made me most think okay that's really cool was uh riding the pokemon yeah when that was both flying and through the water that looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. That's, um, it's actually been a feature in the main games, like, somewhat, to ride Pokemon. Um, the earliest I can remember is, is like, a Rhyhorn in Gen 6. Yeah. But um, it, it's cool that, that... I mean, that was, like, a very limited thing, so it's cool that this seems like a more, sort of... You can genuinely explore the whole world, uh, even to a more 
sort of distinct aspects than uh, the Latios and Latias in, in Auras, where you could fly above the world. So, yeah, the uh, the fact that you can ride the Pokemon, really good, really cool. What do we think of the um, the changes to the battle system? Characters can, or Pokemon can attack multiple times in a row, depending on speed. It's similar, but different to the main games in an interesting manner. Yeah, I'm curious. I think it, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I need to think more about it, I think, overall, but it's one of those things that could be, like, a really cool feature, you know, I do like when they mix up the turn order in battle and that sort of thing in that way. Uh, it could flop completely, though, because it's, like, too straightforward of just keep going agile mode until you can one-shot it in, in uh, strong mode. I, yeah. it, so it depends if there's going to be more quirks to the battle than just that or not. But I, I think it could be a really good variation, yeah. I think I think it has potential, but I hope I, I hope the going mortal time for ten doesn't end up like how to train you, like one of the bosses in how to train your dragon for the for the Nintendo DS. What what one one <laughs> one one of the way to game bosses had could attack twice per turn and wait well, had basically one shot even your toughest dragons with like full grade armor. So it's like I still haven't beaten that boss the boss of this day and I've had the game for like twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Carl? Maybe that's your next dream game. Mm. After all these years, you can come back to it yes, and conquer uh, your fears. <laughs> I shall conquer all the fears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that definitely looks interesting. And of course, you know, it's coming out early next year, so mm. we'll have to see how that goes. I think a demo would do this game well to sort of sell people on the new mechanics. Yeah, and I think people that. are quite sold on the Pokemon, though. I'll, yeah. I'll say the new ones. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention this. What, yeah. What's the region? Yeah. What's the, the? I can't remember what the region's called. Hisurian, isn't it? Hisurian, yeah. or something. Right. I I do wonder what this means for the future of those Pokemon in particular, because yes, well, the chronology. They're not. They're not in. They're not in current day Sinnoh. And if I remember correctly, on the box, but on the box art of Pokemon Legends Arceus, that you can see, you can see like the spear pillar, and it's where it's not destroyed on Mount Coronet. And while from present day we know it is destroyed, so I'm one. I'm curious. The pokey law. I'm curious to see. To, I'm curious to see what happens with that in the course of the story. Yeah, maybe they just go extinct or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we saw we saw Weird Ear, which is like an evolution of a uh, Stantler, Basque uh, Legion, probably the favourite from what I've seen of a lot of things, which is the uh, new evolution of Basculin. Hisuian Braviary and then Hisuian uh, Growlithe. Um, yeah, people like Hisuian Growlithe because he's a good boy. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think Basque Legion was yeah. definitely the one where people were like, this is a really cool new addition to a Pokemon that was basically useless before. Isn't that the one that like consumes the souls of the other ones who died upstream or something? Yeah. Like, Damn Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, po- my, I mean, Pokedex entries are always hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, history. Like, I think, I think, uh, like, I think, sh- I think, sh- I think, what well, I think it's called. I think Pen. It's either Wampen or Chandra, it like, waits outside hospitals for old people to die so it can steal their souls. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ghost type Pokemon that are like that. Wait, wait I could. Wait, oh, yeah. wait, it's just, just casually chewing outside the hospital waiting for people to die. That's how they be. <laughs> there's only one thing more horrifying than all of that. And that was Gamescom and the future game show. So let's go over and start talking about those. Um, but now, 
before we get to any specifics of what was shown, first up, and I think I know the answer here, what did you guys think of the overall presentation? <laughs> well, let me tell you my top one favourite parts of the presentation. <laughs> the candidates are the random top game of the year thing for games that haven't been released, and the pretty cool, uh, what was it, the violin performance. And the winner is the violin performance, because everything else was a waste of time. <laughs> Yay! Oh, it was tough there. I, I didn't know who was going to win there. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what a mess. <laughs> it was. What did you think, Carl? Did you, did you watch it with us? I, I did watch it. The presentation was just awful. <laughs> like, it was. <laughs> I feel like we've come to expect this pacing and that from uh, Keeley's stuff, like the Game Awards. And, you know, he, he gets some good stuff together. I think he's a good personality, but he does not know pacing by any means. <laughs> So much waffle. Oh, so much waffle. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey there, was, there was a cute cat in the pre-show. <laughs> that was probably the best part, the most exciting part. <laughs> it, it, it really was just a slug to get through. I mean, I enjoyed it because we were all talking in Discord and we got to just roast it together, and that was mm -hmm. quite enjoyable. Um, yeah, he, he just... They really don't get... Like, you don't know who the audience is meant to be because you get one interesting thing or two interesting things for you in a long presentation. They'll mention something cool for 30 seconds and then spend 10 minutes on bloody Call of Duty. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, just, uh, it's just a I, mess. But... I, I think half the viewers were there for, for Genshin because they announced, like, all oh, new Genshin stuff and then they showed, like, five seconds of... <laughs> Yeah, they showed nothing new and just five seconds of like a cutscene introduction or something. And that was what half the yeah. viewers were there for. No one wanted to see 20 minutes of Vanguard gameplay. Like, no one cares about that. Oh. But, um, on the right side, there were a few highlights from it. And thankfully, that's what we're here for, to uh, break down the highlights of it so you don't have to watch it. Because um, if you didn't watch it, you don't need to. And... Uh, Let's start things off with something I think we're all going to appreciate here. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga got a new trailer. Yeah. And sadly a delay, so it's coming out spring 2022 now. But, I mean, it looks damn good, so I don't know about you guys, I was impressed. Yeah, yeah it, it looks really clean. good. I'll, I'll probably yeah. pick it up, I'll probably pick it up. Well, even more so now. <laughs> I was going to try it again anyway. Yeah, I've had my eye on it for ages, they sort of... Keep teasing us, like, hey, it's, it's coming out uh, October 2020, spring 2021. So I am, I am half expecting it to be pushed back to uh, spring 2025 eventually. But <laughs> assuming it comes out, it looks like just mixing all of the best things from Star Wars together, being able to explore the different planets. You get to play as Yaddle. I mean, do I need to say any more? <laughs> That's yeah, Yaddle is best waifu. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You want to bonk him or should I? <laughs> uh, you, you may do the bonking. <laughs> that one's being quoted. But yeah. anyway, yeah. <laughs> it looks it looks really fun, and um, it, I mean the game itself, even visually, looks really nice as well. Like the level of attention to detail and all the character models and the environments. 
you know that we're huge Star Wars fans, particularly me and Carl, but I know even you, Carl, you enjoy your Lego Star Wars, you said, so... Yeah, I thought it looked really clean, like, from what I remember of the uh, original Lego Star Wars stuff. It just looked, like, again, just clean. There's nothing else yeah. to, to say about it, really. I, I do... My, I... my only... So go on, Carl. I I do I do hope I enjoy, I do hope I enjoy it more than I did the Force Awakens because I I really struggled to get into it and I didn't get very far because I just really didn't like didn't really really like the style of, of Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I gave Star Wars: The Force it's Awakens. It's interesting because yeah, there's a there's of course a difference, a big difference between sort of classic Lego and modern Lego, and some people prefer one or the other. But this one even. It doesn't even seem like the modern Lego games. It seems a new evolution of what Lego games could be. How open it is, and we still we still know very little about the specific details of it. They haven't shown off like a proper gameplay section. It's just very heavily edited trailers. So yeah, time will tell how how well that new evolution ends up playing. But I'm definitely excited to find out, and I have hope that Lego Kanan, my favorite Star Wars character, will be in there. Because we saw his speeder bike in the trailer. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, something to go off. I wonder. I wonder if we have some sort of like Reb, rebels content and rebels content base game, or if it will be DLC. But I don't think they'd put it in the main trailer if it was going to be DLC. Right. We already know what the DLC packs are going to be, okay. unless it's changed because it's been delayed so much. But they announced that the DLC packs we're getting are um, two Mandalorian packs, a Bad Batch pack. Uh, classic characters pack of like the original Lego minifigures and uh, Solo and Rogue Run packs. Ah, I wasn't so, talking about that. Yeah, so there's a lot. There's a lot of DLC coming, and we don't know. That, that that's no Clone Wars and no Rebels, so we don't know if they're going to be in the base game or not. But seeing Kanan Spike was gives me a bit of hope. So we'll have to see. Either that, or we get young Caleb from Bad Batch, and I'll have to settle for that. But. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he as as long as young Caleb Caleb just has the same the same the same voice, just add adult <laughs> adult Freddie Prince Junior. <laughs> yeah, twelve year old of like a forty year old voices. <laughs> yeah, it was something special. Wait, yeah, that would be good fun. I I, I Hera's voice actress was the same as well, but Hera's voice actress sort of sounded sounded like younger Hera should be. <laughs> I think it's easier for a woman, gen yeah. generally, to uh, kids' voices than it is for men. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, the next thing we, the big thing we got, well, a shooter will have to say about this, but we got an update on Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, and uh, which, of course, is the game, forget Smash, forget DLC5, everyone's talking about All-Star Brawl. And uh, coming to the game are CatDog, from CatDog, and April from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And now, I'm not going to lie, I'm not particularly familiar with either series, so uh, none of these were like, oh my god, they're adding squid words to the they're adding squillium fancy sun to the game, you know, <laughs> which would be, of course, the most hype thing you could do. But um, still interesting picks, and how interested are you two in this game, out of curiosity? I'm going to be honest, I'm not uh, really, like... Maybe it's just because I didn't watch much Nickelodeon growing up, but I'm not a fan of the whole like hype around. Oh, this is gonna beat out Smash, and it's gonna yeah. be amazing. I don't know. I feel like it's people are hyping it up for a bit of a laugh, and then most of the people who have been hyping it up for a laugh are actually getting too serious about it. 
Uh, I'm really not that fussed, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I'm in the same. I'm in the similar boat to Kai. We didn't. We didn't get much Nickelodeon stuff on Street View, so it was like, so I yeah. didn't really grow up with it. <laughs> I have slight hope in this. I, I have mild. Of course, I've, I've very much learned to expect terrible things from like the Nickelodeon kart racers. But I do think that you know this game is being developed by a studio who made a previous fighting game, which is apparently really good and quite different to Smash. They actually showed off SpongeBob's moveset recently, and they have like aerial Smash attacks you can do, for example, or the equivalent of that. So it it seems to be more of its own thing. So I'm interested to see how that will turn out. If they if they just like I said, if they give me Squillium Fancy Sun or Kelpg in the game, then uh, it's an Kelpg would be amazing. Maybe as an assist choice for you, who knows? At least need his music in the game, you know. If they want to rival Smash's soundtrack, that's the way to do it. <laughs> well, it looks... Oh, you know what it could be? It could be like, if there's an all-star mode, you put it as the rest area theme. It'd fit perfectly, KelpyG's music. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> well, as long as it te- shoot, shoot, turns out better than the... better than the fad... Be- better than the fad of making karting games based off TV shows that they had. Oh, they oh, had. Yeah. What are you saying? Uh, Ma- like Madagascar <laughs> Kart. It's like... That's a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like... like I, I, I used to play as Gloria sometimes. It's like... As you, you're Gloria, mate. You're one of those people. It's like... It, it was just... Uh, like, the way. It, was, it, it was a unique game. <laughs> Melvin's S tier, I don't know what he's saying. I always saw you as a King Julian main Kai. King <laughs> Julian, he, he's the one I use in competitive, but I don't like to use him too often. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure both yeah, of them are in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Forget what we said earlier, that's an extreme game, Carl. <laughs> no, that's Garfield. Um, next stream is Garfield Kart. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Garfield Kart um, Now. Let's go from something that only I really have much to say about to uh, something Carl's going to have the most to say about by far because we're at the Halo section of the uh, podcast. Yes. Oh, and boy. of course, um, one of the biggest things we got was uh, hey, at Gamescom, Halo Infinite was announced to be releasing December 8th, but not with all the features, not with campaign co-op and some other features. So, Carl, do you want to start us off with Halo Infinite? Yeah. What do you think with what we've heard about that in the past month? The, the multiplayer trailer we've had in the past past month, I like the concept of it, but I did feel I did feel that used assets wrong. Like it's got a lot of inconsistencies war wise. Like if what the ship the ship at the start of the trailer was a Type Fifty Seven Phantom, which takes which is a ship discovered like four years after the trailer takes place so it un- so and as there were witnesses in there they shouldn't know it exists if they should it was first discovered five years like five years after this so they wouldn't know it exists no eyewitnesses so they can see it there and the arm the armor the spartans are wearing in the trailer is either a, pro- a prototype that we haven't seen before or it's armor from the future that they shouldn't have yet <laughs> and they went for what looks cool rather than yeah they, they went for what looks cool and what and what assets they had I think it would be basically the equivalent of using first order stormtroopers as clone troopers in the clone wars to, to make a Star Wars comparison people threw a huge fit about it 
but I I do like the con I do like the concept of having a having a survivor from the Covenant Wars be a Spartan Four Commander like they sh- they showed off in the trailer. That 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 child and that woman were both the same. Well, that was intended. That's obvious. Uh. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think of the um? Of course, the fact that it's not going to be releasing with co-op campaign. Yeah. So I know that's one of your favourite ways to play it through. Yeah, I I'm not happy about that, and I feel it could have been. Do- I I feel it should have been delayed to include it, but I'm not. I would. Yeah. I say should. I'm not going to say could because. It, they Microsoft obviously wanted a winter this year to wait for Christmas because it's already been. They already missed out on the launch of the Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it was meant to come out last year, I think it was. Like, yeah, because I think um, yeah, it had a year's worth of delays on it. Year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it had a year's worth of delay on it, so I feel they need they needed to launch it now because otherwise they wouldn't really have a ideal holiday to sell it at. But I do, I yeah. do feel co-op campaign not being there at launch is a bit weird, and they're also missing forge mode, which was the other feature you mentioned. For, forge mode, forge mode started off as a you could as a weather editor, you could take multiplayer maps and add your own features to them. But eventually, in Halo Five, it became like a weather builder, so you could like build completely your, your own geometry. It, like, it was really in depth, from what I've seen. But I, ha- I haven't played Halo 5 Forge myself because I, yeah, because I haven't got Halo 5. <laughs> but yeah, it. On honestly, if it, uh, if Halo Infinite's Forge is like Halo 5's Forge, it will be worth the delay. But the co-op campaign not being so, in is a bit annoying for me. Of course, you've got the main multiplayer. What would you? Because I, I am not a Halo knowledgeable person at all. I only know what I've seen you play and. I played once when I was like 13 at a friend's place, so we're going, I don't even know which one it was, it was way back. But the multi, we've seen some more than the multiplayer gameplay, I know there was like a beta or something, or an alpha, or some people got to play it anyway. Yeah. And it looked really interesting, but what do you think of the core gameplay of it? Do you think that looks a big improvement? Yeah. It it does, it looks a big improvement from what what I've played in 4. I've heard Halo 5's multiplayer is good, it was only the story that was bad in Halo 5. But from four, four, four's multiplayer, the maps, the maps basically all looked like pancakes. Like they, <laughs> like they weren't, they weren't good maps in Halo Four, and mo- some of the weapons were just be- much better than others. So it was, there wasn't any point in using other ones. But in this, yeah. this one works. This one works really good. In terms, like they're the, getting the balance right. That, yeah. That's the important part. I. It'll, it will feel weird that they're no longer using team colours because they've used team colours for every Halo game since the beginning. This one that you can... That where it's a free-to-play game with with battle passes, you're, you can use your own skins and armour in in every battle. I, yeah. Which I... And I think I think the team colour is like highlighted on the outside of characters, if I wouldn't call. A bit like sort of the Smash system where you can change. You used to have to play as like the Reds if you're on Red Team, but now you just sort of have like a red outline or something. Yeah, and the the so the grap the grap grapple and no, grappling hook in the game looks really good. <laughs> it that looks fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can you can grab you can grab weapons with it. So if someone's running to it, you can just grapple grapple it and steal it from them before they get to it, and then kill them. 
Wait, the hey, it's got some really good and it allows for some mobility options. I'm pretty sure you can grab onto most things as long as uh, they wait you. Of course you can. Yeah, fingers crossed it'll it'll be successful when it launches. I yeah. know people are, despite the fact it's not launching with everything. I know people are still excited for um, to try it to finally play it because, like you said, it's been delayed an entire year. So yeah, I don't own an Xbox or a PC well enough to play it myself. Definitely looks fascinating. So I'll be really interested to see how well it's received in the end. But of course, it's not the only Halo. Um, you said there's been some news on the Master Chief Collection, right? Yes. Halo, the Halo Master Chief Collection Season 8 Mythic has been announced to go into beta testing. New new, fe new features are being added to it. Halo, Halo ODST is getting new options for the firefight mode, which is like a horde mode. So you face it and you can like choose based wait, what waves are going to come, which weren't in the original. They were in Halo Reach, the game that came after ODST, but not in they weren't in the original Halo ODST firefight. So so you can choose what options you, there are. And also they showed a there was a picture released on Twitter that showed showed a, a f some flood forms in the ODST firefight and that's not been that wasn't in the original. So we're thinking they're adding the floods to Halo, Halo ODST's firefight. Halo, okay, how, how would that affect gameplay? The flood are a very different type of enemy. You have there's combat flood flood forms. Uh, you usually have to like punch them after they die, otherwise they come back to life. There's in, infection forms will revive dead enemies, and there's yeah. there's pure there's pure forms which are like they can morph, change various forms. Heavy forms. It's basically basically they're it's like a zombie horde mode with flood instead of in, like the flood are very much zombie like and will charge at you instead of just being like generic and like the normal enemies which are more they use strategy. Like yeah, if you, like if you throw a grenade at a flood, it will just tank it or blow up. If you throw one at an enemy, they dodge it. For example. So basically, it's like how I play. First-person shooters, which I just try to tank things. Yeah, I'm like I could try and skillfully avoid it. Yeah, just gonna run into things and hope for the best. Yeah, the 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 AI in Halo games are really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the enemies, the the yeah. allies the allies it depends. Like like allied drivers just don't in the original Halo games most of the time. They drive you off a cliff, but they won't drive you anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're good. Because at obviously, I. They're good at so I was going to say, though. you know, um, Halo Infinite, you're not going to be able to get it at launch, did you say? Yeah, I don't, I currently don't have an Xbox, for, I don't, I currently don't have an Xbox Series X or S, and I, my PC yeah. hasn't got the high enough specs for it, so I'll, I'll be, yeah. I'll be waiting after launch to get it anyway, unless by some miracle I get a, jo I get a job and much money before it comes out, <laughs> which is possible, yeah, but... You never know. You gotta, yeah. you gotta dream big. You know. I tell you what. This, this video. If this makes like uh, millions of millions of pounds off this, because of course we have KJ Gaming on here, so it's just gonna be our most successful video. Yeah. You will get a lot of the money from it, Carl, and we will get you your, yeah. uh, get you your Xbox. <laughs> yeah. That's the plan. More, more, more MCC news is Halo Combat Evolved and Halo Three are to get custom games browsers. Which will allow people to find their own custom games easier. Origin before before you would have to like go on external websites and find 
website that allowed you to join a custom game, and but mm. they're, they're both being implemented. Halo, Halo 3 will include new armor based on mythical myth, mythical stuff. So you have so you have armor sets based on Spartans, the Greek Spartans, armor based on Norse mythology such as a Woki and four sets, and of there's it's got a bunch of different mytho- mytho- mythological references in it, which is really interesting. Cool. And could that see? Sorry, go on. Lost. Uh, what are you saying? Hey, and there's new armor, new visors, new back accessories, and weapon and vehicle skins being it's added. It's good to see that they're still they're still adding stuff to Master Chief Collection because I guess like you, not everyone is able to get Infinite because of the specs requirement. Yeah. I I really I, re- I really enjoy how they've been keeping keeping updating MCC. Hey, hey, yeah, Halo Reach is also getting the helmet helm that they've the news says helmets based on based on Mythic, so I'm not sure if they include the armor or not, but they've said the helmets will be in. And another interesting change is Halo CE in according to the information, Halo CE and free weapon skins and vehicle skins will be allowed in campaign. So you'll be able to like, change the customised Master Chief's weapons in game. And some some something and something they said that added new collectibles in Halo 3's campaign, which I'm not sure what they are, because they they had skulls and terminals. Which you Matt Matt will know the terminals because he voice acted for the water terminals and Halo 3 in my on my stream. Some of my finest work if I do say so myself. <laughs> and the and the final bit of news for the Halo Master Chief Correction is Halo 3 is getting a new map called Icebox, which is a remake of a Halo 2 map called Turf, I believe it is. Uh, which is an icy city map. For and it was originally in the originally in the cancelled cancelled Halo multiplayer game Halo Online. I didn't know they were still adding new maps and that, so that's not yeah. simple. Yeah. Halo 3 released in 2007, I want to say. So the fact that it's still getting maps for 14 years later is really good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Kai, I'm guessing you don't have much familiarity with Halo. I'm going to assume. <laughs> I was just thinking about if they made a Halo game that was uh, like a 2D puzzle type thing, uh, <laughs> and they called it Hey Low, like Hey. Exclamation mark yo! Hello. <laughs> just, just, it's like a like a rip off of Hey Pikmin. <laughs> I I I mean playing play, play, I mean they could make a game like that, but just with Spartans instead of just Spartans instead of Pikmin. <laughs> no, that's it's going to be a Halo DS game at one point, wasn't there? Maybe that's what it secretly was. So. <laughs> <laughs> Coming yeah. together now. Ideas, people. Ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've had real-time strategy, Halo. Why not? Why not? Puzzle, Halo. Yeah. Punch out. But yeah, so that that is your Halo update with Carl, and uh, <laughs> it's definitely a lot. I didn't realise so, they were still adding so much to the Master Chief collection. And even if you can't get it, and you're disappointed by the lack of uh, co-op there in the campaign Chief collection, you can do enough there. So yeah. And those are my condensed notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Three-hour version. Our yeah. Patreon soon. Also, though, I do still. I have a couple notes on uh, Legends Arceus still that I could share. Um, they're very minor things, just like little secrets. I I 
I, I remember I made some notes on this part, and then I forgot to open them up, so I've opened them up now. <laughs> Secret um, stash. Yeah, so I was just uh, looking at like, oh, I've just got something saying like, you know, the music that we heard was good. Uh, yeah. Story seems like it would be okay, you know, links to like Team Galactic. Um, the the appearance of the game is good with like, you know, you see some ruins and places, Jubilife Village. Um, but one of the main like little secrets was that the, um, we, well, not really a secret, we got to see the map of the region, which some people might find interesting. You know, for example, we can see that there's like a huge, huge snow region to the northwest, because of course Sinnoh is like a snowy region. Um, there's a like a huge peninsula to the northeast, which I believe we've probably seen a couple of times in the trailers. Um, outside of that, I just basically said that there's an interesting crafting system. I wonder how that's going to work. And um, what, one of my favorite things is how with the wild Pokemon, uh, they have different like quirks, like they react differently when you walk near them. So, you know, some will fly away, some will attack you, that sort of thing. Uh, overall, like I just note it down, there's all these little cool like secrets they put in and these little features and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like how they all come together because it might end up being like, you know, Breath of the Wild-ish where there's all these little secrets that you can find as you're playing through the game that you might not know about. So overall, right. really cool stuff. Doof. That's all it needs. Yes. Bidoof is already there, yeah, we've seen that, so <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Happy days. Bidoof is actually Arceus in disguise. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> you're, you're starting to get onto those Marvel theories of, like, it's Mephisto in disguise now, Carl. We're getting yes. into dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is basically it for the news. So let's, uh, we are, we've been going for a while, so let's hurry on to our final segment of the podcast, Games Time, baby where we talk about the different games we've been playing. And I'm going to start things off here with a quite a quick one, because I've been playing, uh, earlier this month, I was playing Skyward Sword HD. And you, you know that I love this game. I talked about how much I wanted it remade in the early podcast days. You saw me freak out, but it was announced in our direct reaction. <laughs> so this was a game I was really hyped for, because I enjoyed Skyward Sword. And it's basically, it's Skyward Sword, but improved, you know. The visuals are already nice, they look even better on the Switch. The uh, the music and the great gameplay, the incredible dungeon design and boss fights, which is something that was missing in Breath of the Wild, is all there and still amazing. The story's fantastic, Groose looks better than ever, and his hair is always fantastic. He always looks great. And, um, he really does. That really should just be called The Legend of Groose, so I'd buy that in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's just a really solid port of the game, and of course, they, they tidied up things, um, so a lot of the tutorials and stuff go a lot quicker, so it's really a, just in general, a more polished experience. And if you didn't like the motion controls, which I personally stuck with, because I quite enjoyed how they functioned, but I did try out the button controls, and they're actually quite serviceable, they work better than I would have expected them to. So if, you're, if, you, don't, if you can't get to grips with the way the motion works, it's it's a good it's a good um, that you'll be able to play this game for the first time in that way. So whilst whilst I can see sort of the debate of it probably should have been a little bit cheaper, I got it for forty quid, so it wasn't too bad. But um, all in all, just being able to play this fantastic game in a better way was great. So I definitely recommend it if you've never played this game, especially Skyward Sword. It's fantastic, and it still is all these years later. Hero him HD. Exactly. 
Perfect. Fights are so fun, man. They're, really, they're <laughs> such a great character in general. I could I could rant for ages, but I've already talked extensively about Skyward Sword in the past. So, <laughs> Carl, what did you tell? What is something you've been playing this past month? I I have been playing two big games this year this this month. One one of them is Nier Automata for the PlayStation. Ah, yeah. We, I I beat. I beat, beat Route A last night, and I got a couple of other end, endings along the way because of because one one of them was a one one of the endings was a, I got two joke endings along the way because joke really? ending yeah well one joke ending I got on Route, route A and one one I got on, I started Route B this morning mm. so I got I got those two joke endings but I re I really enjoyed the story story of Route A. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it it's just got it's just such such a beautiful game, and probably one, one really probably, and probably one of the best looking games I've ever played because I um mate I because this is coming from someone who's basically played played Nintendo games all his life, <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm not a graphics guy but the PS4 has a lot more graphics power than the Switch does. That's true. Definitely makes the most of it in Neo Thomas because I I have been playing it also and I think I'm I'm going to save my full thoughts for um, next month when I've beaten all of the routes or at least the main ones I've so far I've done two routes and I'm on the third one and I'll just say this Cole you think it's good now things get even better so we're in for a treat I'm looking you, forward just, to it <laughs> the words of our good friend Oliver just keep playing just keep playing so <laughs> What did you think of the gameplay out of Curiosity? Um, it's very action focused, which I know is not usually your kind of game. Yeah, I I, I usually stick to turn-based or Xenoblade or what well, I can't remember what the official term for Xenoblade Combat is. White. Uh, real time strategy. I. Well, maybe that's. Real time real time strategy is is like a battle battlefield. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Kind of. It, it's kind of action RPG-ish, but not quite into the action, I guess. It's yeah. modern RPG, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Right. Xena, one of the reasons I got so into Final Fantasy XIV so quickly is because the combat is basically just Xenoblade. <laughs> right, the combat. Right. <laughs> right, the com right, if you've played Xenoblade 1, you, you, you understand Xenoblade. You understand Final Fantasy XIV's combat. <laughs> I... Yeah. But I I really enjoy, I really enjoyed the combat although to the, towards the end I did put the auto auto ships on because I, I was struggling on the final boss. <laughs> it can be tough. Yeah, it can definitely kick so, uh, your ass. <laughs> so, and, and the game playing itself for me is ideal. Although it didn't quite, you still had to dodge, <laughs> which was a bit of a problem in the last battle. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it though. Um, like I said, I I've been playing myself and I'll save my. Full thoughts are later, but it, it really is a great time. I'm glad I only tried it out, same as you, Cole, because there was you could get PlayStation now for a pound for a month just for a special offer. Yeah. So um, glad I got the opportunity to play it. Um, before we move on to second games, Kai, what's something you've been playing? Yeah, uh, I've only got one for this month that I'm going to talk about, uh, but it, it's an interesting one. It's the somewhat controversial uh, Plants vs Zombies Battle for Neighborville. Now, this is one that was uh, free on PS Plus, hence why I got it. Uh, I've actually put like quite a lot of hours into it over these last couple of weeks. Um, so for those who don't know, there's, there's the Plants vs Zombies series, everyone knows that. 
Uh, and then they made like a spin-off series called Garden Warfare, which was it's like a third-person shooter type series. Um, strangely reminiscent of games like you know your, your sort of Overwatch type games, uh, but very fun. The, the second game in particular was really popular. Um, Battle for Neighborville changed a lot of things. It got rid of EA elements like pay to win, which was nice. Uh, but on the other hand, it got rid of a lot of features people really liked, such as having like character variants where they had special features. Um, so far when I've been playing it, my opinion is very mixed. Uh, it's been very enjoyable in a lot of areas, such as like, they've got like new uh, offline sort of areas to explore, where it's basically a collectathon. You've got treasure chests and golden gnomes to collect um, as you're fighting through common enemies. Um, overall, like yeah, the, the gameplay is very clean, it looks great, um, a lot of the features are very nice, however they did get rid of a lot of features from the previous game for no reason, which wasn't great. Um, it's also crashed a lot, I will say. It, it probably crashes every like, I'd say on average every like five hours in game it will crash. Uh, and I had an instance last time I played where it crashed literally three times in a row for for no reason. Um, so a lot of annoyance in a lot of areas. A lot of it's like, why would you make this? This is poor game design in this area. But overall, like as an overall concept, I think it's it's a great game. Just if you're going to play one of the games in the series, I'd recommend Garden Warfare Two a lot more. But uh, yeah, overall, frustrating at times, but very fun nonetheless. It's, it's good as like a free game if you got it on PS Plus, yeah. you know. And you didn't yes. have to, yeah, yeah, exactly. I I did actually claim it, and I I played maybe an hour of it, just the campaign. Mm-hmm. I actually not enjoyed it. The atmosphere, visually, it looks really nice. It's just got this sort of wacky sort of aesthetic to it, and the personality of the characters was sort of goofy. And I enjoyed it. It's just I don't have enough enjoy it enough to take time out of. Holy shit! There's so many games to stop playing. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's very creative, and it's just a good one to have on the side. Did enjoy the little bit I played of it, so um, it's cool to hear that you're enjoying it still. So that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, I'll, I'll now go on to my second game I want to talk about, and uh, that is I played Uncharted, Uncharted One, for the first time on stream actually. So uh, Kai and Carl, you were both joining for some of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. I, it's one of these games I've sort of been interested in for years. I, I know a lot of people who enjoyed it, but I didn't have a PlayStation console um, since the PS2. So I, there was no way for me to play it, and I just had to sort of uh, just pass on it. But now I've got the opportunity. I'm, I was able to buy the collection for like seven quid or something uh, a few months back. And it, it's just fun. It's, it's basically, it gets taken the mick out of a lot for being a climbing simulator and it kind of is let's be real it's enjoyable in its presentation you know you've got your you've got your uh, narration or I guess dialogue happening from Nathan Drake who's just a really fun personality and his banter with the different cast members is always really entertaining I'm not usually one for shooters but you know I actually gradually got more used to the shooting mechanics in this and by the end of it I you know I, I played it on just normal difficulty and I was able to improve and find it a lot better and the thing I've heard also is that the first one is apparently the worst game, and they get progressively better. So that means I've got a good time ahead of me because I own two, three, and four. I'll definitely be checking those out at some point. So 
Yeah, all in all, it shows its age as like an uh, I don't know if it was an early, but as a PS3 game, and you can you can tell that the series has definitely progressed on since then. But it was still a lot of fun to play now, just from the wackiness, you know, like the 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 uh, jet ski section was goofy, but it was fun, and it was very fun when I got shot and Nathan Drake just ragdolled off the jet ski in a <laughs> disturbing manner. As that sort of, you know, charm to it. So it, it was really fun to watch. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys stuck around with me for it, and uh, it, it was just. It, I think that sums it up. It's just a fun experience. It's your Indiana Jones style adventure, and it's a fun ride. So I, I definitely recommend it, even if you know it holds up surprisingly well. Mm. But oh, you, you said you it all is, <laughs> but. Um, Carl, you said you've got one more thing for us. Yeah, and my second game that I've been playing this month, and will probably be playing for the rest of all time, because Square Enix owns myself now. (laughs) Critically acclaimed MMO Final Fantasy XIV. And why you can't people? And more, more, (laughs) and more specific, more specifically around Maborn, because I haven't, I, I, um, haven't got far enough into Heaven's War to really talk about it, but. I've, I went I went into it because it's an over recommendation and it had a free trial, so I yeah. thought I'd use that to get into it. And wait, we... do you mean the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy fourteen? Yes, I do. The one that has a free trial, which includes the entirety of a Realm Reborn and the award-winning Heaven's Ward uh, expansion up to level sixty, with no restrictions on playtime. Yes, I do. All right, cool. I'll be getting my payment from all of the later. <laughs> Yeah, our sponsor, our sponsor is Oliver. <laughs> but I mean, the automata and this. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and I started, I started like with the free trial, and within a, I think within a week, I'd bought the, I'd bought the full version because yeah. mainly because I was fed up with queue times, but it was a really <laughs> good game worth paying for. Uh, there. Like it's got it's got really good voice voice acting for I didn't expect such good voice acting in that. Although I should, yeah. the the music the music being a Square Enix title is always really good. Like Square I'm I'm pretty sure it's a we got Square Enix to make a not good sounding soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and like and it's got in around Maborn alone you have voice actors like Blake Ritson. You we all we all know him. Our favorite our favorite boy, Alvis from Xenoblade oh, Chronicles yeah. One, and we have Tara Platt, who plays Wuxia, who I who I I didn't know I didn't know she I didn't know I didn't know a character called Wuxia existed when I named my character. <laughs> so there's <laughs> so it's like this is getting out of hand now. There are two of us, <laughs> and there's also. Also, Fiora's voice actress from Xenoblade One is is a character in Heaven's Ward because they cha- they changed all the voice actors from Heaven from Around the Born to Heaven's Ward. So you have Karina Reeves as Tataru, who sounds exactly like Fiora because all of her voices <laughs> sound the same. Yeah, <laughs> like looking at you, you let her voice speak right. Yeah. <laughs> Just that's Fiora over there. That's all it is. Yeah, well, it, well, it, it feels weird to see hear Fiora's voice coming out of a coming out of a waterfall. So like, they're they're only like three to three to four foot tall. So it's like, 
Yeah, and the, as, as soon as I as soon as I ha- as soon as I heard heard out heard the character Blake Ritson plays, it's like I love this game. <laughs> Although that that occurred much earlier because of the fight the final boss of Around the Bond is just really really good. <laughs> Um, it's, it's definitely I've been hearing so much about this game from all you guys and I think yeah, you can get it on consoles I don't know if it's as good there it's definitely one that I have a slight interest in I just know that um, I'm, the same reason I haven't got into Genshin I'm not, I'm not usually one for games that keep on going eternally I get bored of games too quickly or I don't like spending too long on the same thing so I'm not sure it's something I would get into but Every time you guys talk about it, it makes me want to try it out. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So I, I I stick with games a lot, as evidenced by my one one like one thousand one thousand and twenty hours in three five hundred three houses. Yeah, we, we were gonna save uh, Carl for a Fire Emblem discussion, but they never announce something. Watch yeah. them announce it next week now. But oh man, I love when they announced genealogy of the Holy War earlier this year. Right? Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! We got a remake. Of, we've got a remake of a dead, dead series <laughs> with five hundred <laughs> advance wars. But yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait, why did I say fire from advance wars? Advance wars. Yes, fire emblem is on my brain. Consumed <laughs> <Wait. laughs> you. Uh, what else was I going to say about Final Fantasy fourteen? Oh, if I if I recall, if I recall correctly, the next expansion is like meant to be the end to the current storyline, and there's going to be a new one afterwards. But I'm not sure on that, so don't so don't don't credit don't quote me on that. We're going to quote <laughs> you on it. Oh, we definitely are now. <laughs> but if if the story continues being as good as it is, um, I I have no problems with it. Because as Oliver says, it only gets better after Around the Born and about. And um, I really enjoyed Around the Born, so... This <laughs> is your life now, Carl. Yes. My soul will belong to Square Enix. And, <laughs> you, and your, Yoshi P. <laughs> of course. Oh, but that does about bring us to the end of the podcast. Quite an empty one this time, but you know what? We can't have Carl without Halo Law, so it had to happen. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So that has been, yeah, um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Um, it's been a lot of fun talking with you, Carl, so thank you so much for joining us, Carl. Thank you for having me. And would you like to tell people where they can find you at? You, could, on, you, can, find me on, you can find me on Twitch TV at WoxMiles. Wax I think Wox underscore Miles. And, I, and I, stream, I stream on Sundays and Mondays. And sometimes, oh. sometimes Tuesdays. We'll of course have links to that in the description below so you can find that um, as well as timestamps if you want to hop out different sections. Forgot to mention that up front. But yeah, so definitely go check Carl's out. It was a good fun time. And uh, Kai, where can people find you at? Uh, also, Twitch TV uh, forward slash Fascarine. Um, I'm playing through Great Ace Tawny as uh, one of one of my games. But uh, the one that's probably more notable to some of our viewers is... Um, we're currently in the process of playing Trine 2 on some of my Saturday streams, so um, if you were curious about that at all, if anyone was, uh, you can go and watch the VODs on that, and I'll also be streaming in a couple, well, when this releases, I think two weeks' time on a Saturday or something like that, so uh, yeah, if you're interested in the Trine stuff, keep a lookout for that. Yeah, that features me and uh, Tom, Duck, who was formerly a guest on the show, so uh, mm-hmm. more of that banter, that's the place to check it out. Yeah, that is the end now. So, of course, thank you so much for watching, and uh, you can stay tuned to our channel for 
more regular monthly podcasts. Of course, if there is a direct, we'll be the first to react to it. Well, not the first. We'll be, we'll be the first. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make sure we do that. Change our time zone. It's gonna destroy the competition. Don't, yeah, it can't beat us if there's no competition. So. Uh, <laughs> themselves <laughs> but and uh, we'll do we doing extra different discussions as well and maybe more gameplay videos in the future for that and we'll just catch you in the next video goodbye bye bye